הגותנר רב שבס, והויו עקב תשמעון עשר המשפטים האלה. And Chazal Taka Yitzhi and Dorish, that when the Torah says Ekev, it's referring to specific mitzvahs. The lotion of Rashi brings down the Medrash, HaMitzvah HaKalos, Shodom Dosh Pakev of Tishmir. Azazel Rashi. Specifically talking about the mitzvahs that people, simply it means the mitzvahs that people discard. They don't keep. The obvious question is, What's so special about these mitzvahs? Dafke, these mitzvahs have a koyach, and other mitzvahs not. I mean, the whole hemshech of the psukim is all the brachas. V'shoma, chashom alikechos abris, v'shachesed, and all the brachas that get unleashed after this ekev tishmir. The question is, what's so special about these mitzvahs sh'odem dosh ba'kev? That's the first thing that stands out. Secondly, it seems to be a stirim in because it starts by saying the words Ekev Tishman, but then it continues by saying Es Hamishpatim Oheila. The Mishpatim Zicha everybody knows is mitzvahs that everybody keeps. Those are the mitzvahs Sichli. Chukim it could be people in Mizalzel. The Mishpatim everybody keeps. So what's up shatting them? That the Pasuk Mamish immediately says, it's not like there's even a hefsek. Those are the mitzvahs that people, Lachaira, are not Doshba Kaveim. So what's what's going on here? What's the Hezbollah of on it? Kiyadua, the lotion of Ahoya always in Kalaterakula, is a lotion of Simcha. So the Bene Yisoha, in one of his shmuzen, he spoke about this Indian that sounds like epistis dafke simche b'shemayim when it says hamishpotim oheila when it's a ekev when these mitzvahs that people adosh ba'akev yisayim there's some kind of special simche klapi mala by these mitzvahs again further underscoring this concept that we're discussing that for some reason there's a tremendous joy by the Be'erelam when these mitzvahs are kept. I try to get a better Avone. What is, what's behind this? What's going on? I remember years ago, Rabbi Zatzal said over a beautiful idea from the Altel. The Altel Slabotke Shtol Chazal that Chazal say that we find an interesting thing. We find that luxus, what they used to call in Europe luxus, luxuries, are hard to get. Okay? right? Luxuries are harder to get. They're expensive. But then there's what we call the essentials. And the essentials have changed. I look at myself over the years, how we started, the Rebetzin and I, what it meant to start in Kail, what it meant to start off learning. It meant that you went into Shabbos, Pashat, with two pieces of chicken. 
And if somebody last minute, Abacha said he's coming, so now you need another piece of chicken. I look, I guess we can say, Baruch Hashem, that they wish to give Havacha to the new door. I look at the Heintiki Yunga Light, and you see the way they start out. It's a Shaila, they decide if they're going to start here or in Eretz Yisrael. When we get to, to, get to go to Europe, when we get to, to Switzerland, when we get to Thailand, when we get to Hain, when we get to Hell. Melept. The essentials have become broader, what's called an essential. But the bottom line is, there's essentials that everybody understands are essentials. And that means breathing, okay, sleeping. These are the essentials that a person needs to live, the Habish has made it pretty much free. In most instances, free completely. That means air, you don't have to pay for. Water, you could drink, generally for free. Okay? And again, even the basic things that you have to somehow extract some money for, you're talking about basic. You're talking about bread. Is is anybody can get some bread? The Oni Shabanim gets a hold of some bread. In the Pshat, the Chazal say that they did that purposely. That those things that a person are absolute necessities, the Eibush made it that it should be available. That the essentials are available. Ruadin zong chazal, the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs that the Abishta gave, he gave us certain mitzvahs that are easy to accomplish. That basically we can, we cannot, we can meet up with them every day. Bepashtas, we can meet up with them every day. And those mitzvahs, the Abishta made that they should be cheap. It should be easy easy to get. And the fact that they're easy to get stresses their importance. So that's what the, the Alter wanted to say, that that's the Beal here in Chazal. You want to know which mitzvahs are, are life changers? You want to know which mitzvahs are essential? Beyond any degree? You should know those mitzvahs, Shodam Dosh Cave, of those mitzvahs that come your way with ease to such a degree that they've become cheap. Those are the mitzvahs that you have to be Makayim with even greater zeal. Gewaldige the hell. I want to share with you another idea, go a little bit, a little different direction. And I base this primarily on a vote from Chavetz Chaim that I saw by Rebuven Kranstein, Zechet Tzadik Levrocha. He says, He says he was once walking down the street. He passed by a store that was selling exotic plants and flowers. Special. Everything was special. But then what hit him in the face, and he couldn't get his attention away from it, 
was what appeared to him to be this large eyesore of a thorn, like a thorn bush growing out of this beautiful planter. And a a very uh, sizable price tag on it. And he went inside. His boss got his curiosity. He asked the, he asked the store owner, he said, that, you know, I'm not here to buy. He wasn't over the issue of Loisainu. I'm not here to buy. I just have curiosity. Am I missing something here? Is there a reason why you're selling this thorn in this beautiful planter for a tremendous amount of money? Together with these other take, beautifully planted, exotic flowers and plants. Anyway, the store owner tells him, that's the vision sign. I, this was a thorn that I met up with some time ago, this large thorn. It wasn't stamp thorns. It has many thick, outstanding thorns. And I, when I saw it, it was it was so dominantly ugly and displeasing to look at that it, it just got me thinking. And I realized that with a little paint and creativity, this could actually become something gorgeous. This could become something unique. So this is a raw product, but I'll show you in my book here of samples of the different ideas that people can do and have done with it. And you'll be amazed. And Kachavi opened up this book, this album, and gorgeous. Mamish, uh, unbelievable what was created. Somebody with an artistic flair would, would would even have an extra appreciation for what was going on. Zoktel, this is Mamish what the Chavetz Chaim said. Chavetz Chaim said you should know that there's two kinds of soichrim. There's a businessman that's a that's a that's a real talent. A talented businessman is somebody that could take nothing and make it into something. That meets up with something that doesn't seem to be a money maker, and he makes it into a money maker. He has the ability to transform a shmata to something that's worth something. That's a that's a businessman of note. You know, a regular businessman. Knows to buy, buy smart, gets the right product, of course. That also takes a talent. But that's more, more typical. This does haste what the Chavetz Chaim called a soicher toiv. A soicher toiv is somebody who has the ability to take a shmate, to take a thorn bush, make it into something. But then you have the same on the other end of the spectrum. You have a soicha hashlamazel. He could be selling the best soicha. The soicha everybody would come to run to get. But he he packages it with such discard. You walk into an expensive clothing store and there's dirt on the floor. And the, the mirrors that you look at the suit, when you try on the suit are filthy. And you have to look in between the dirt and the dust to try to figure out what it looks like on you. That's a Mr. Shlomazel. That's a Shlomazel that manages to take something of value that he could really do something with 
and actively destroys it. The same thing applies to mitzvahs. Chovetz Chaim says, Amol, a person, is doing something basic. I remember one year, as a high school, young high school boy, about ninth grade, I was shy of my bar mitzvah. And I remember two instances happened that year that made me think and realize, even as a kid, how far I was from where the G'dayli Teirah were in their thinking, forgetting their Torah, but even their basic thinking. The first Maisa happened at Rabbi Hankiven. We were walking down the street, several of us, and Rabbi Hankiv was in the middle, like the Melech, and somebody in the street, a person without much, you know, sophistication, asked him what time it was. Rabbi Yankif looked at his watch and told the person the time. We were disappointed that somebody even asked Rabbi Yankif the time. Again, it could be the person even know who he was, and it could be it could be a lot of things. Rabbi Yankif must have felt our disappointment. But he turned to us and he said, Ah, what is that? He must have three times given off an ah on telling somebody what time it was. He said, look, what, look at the mitzvah. Look at the mitzvah. That same year I was walking with Rav Mordechai Shwav, Zechat Sadek Levroche, the Mashkiach. And I was able to know him and have a shaykhist him, being a Yilid Munsi. And Ramat Cheshwab was passing something in the street and he stopped and he's staring at, he's looking at a piece of garbage in the street. I said, what's the mashgiach looking at? He goes, he was misupik if it was a piece of bread. He said, there's an Israel to walk over food. <laughs> These two instances made me realize what the Chofetz Chaim is saying. What the Reuven is saying, B'Shem B'Chofetz Chaim. That's the Chashmateh. Person asks you what time it is. You look at it, it's Hashmateh. And yet he made it into a, a diamond. Ramot Cheshwab made it into a diamond. Dos, dos, dos. And yet the other side, you have Mitzvah Zerais, you have People say it while they're walking, while they're looking, while they're taking care of 20 different things, they're counting their money, balancing their checkbook. All these things are things, unfortunately, I've witnessed at times. They take the most expensive beggar and they put in the schmutz, in the schmutzic mirror, and they... Ah! The greatest simcha in life is when you look at everything around you and you appreciate its connection to HaKadosh Baruch. The mitzvahs that are sitting there in front of you. And a lot of those mitzvahs are maluvish and things that you don't even think is a mitzvah. That's why it says mishpat And that's like a Yankif said when the person asked him what time it was. Who even thinks of after when a guy asks you what time it is? Who thinks of it as gemilus That's v'hoyekev tishmon. 
seeing the Rabbani Shalom in every element of your life. And that alone, opening up your eyes and seeing, will open the door to hundreds of thousands of mitzvahs you never knew existed in your lifetime. Day Talfon, we should all be Makayim this. And that answers also the Bnei Yisacha, what's the Vahoya? Ain't Vahoya Loshen Simcha, because that's the greatest joy. The greatest joy is seeing the Rabbani Shalom, Behold the That's Taka, the greatest joy. We should all Taka, Bizoi Chalaka.